Well, if you listened to the episode last week, you would remember what I said about T. Higgins, that T. Higgins will go off for 40 points. Austin Eckler will have a great game against Houston, and Russell Wilson will ball against Vegas. And you know what? All three of those things happen. You know what? That's what we're here to talk about. Welcome back to Bach Fantasy Talk, Episode 5. I'm your host, Bach, alongside with a new guest speaker, William Pritt. William, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me out here, Bach. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming. Before we get started and dive in, if you haven't, please follow our Instagram at Bach Fancy Talk and our Twitter, which is on the way and is starting to pick up. And let's dive in. Um, Pritt, before we dive in, let's kind of talk about uh, your fantasy team and what you kind of believe in going into this year. So my team, uh, I kind of like how we're looking right now. I took a tough loss to uh, Beck Janky, who was on the episode last week. Um, but I am sitting right now at 3-1 and one as my record, and I'm pretty satisfied with my team. Uh, working some blockbuster-type trades that... Uh, you love it. It's that time of year now. It really is. Maybe on the team next week. And uh, those trades may involve the very first pick of the entire draft, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, we're going to talk to him. Um, not hitting the panic button on him yet, though. Um, what we're kind of going to talk about right now, if you're 0-4, it's time to hit the panic button. What I recommend is trading your star player for two or more players that you know can put up consistent numbers each week. For example, Travis Kelsey or Jonathan Taylor, those are great guys to trade if you're 0-4. This was the week of the revenge of the dead zone running backs. Um, an example of the dead zone running back is Josh Jacobs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Sanders, guys picked in the later rounds. Unfortunately, Cordero Patterson got an injury. We'll talk about that. And in this episode, we're going to hit the panic button on players. And with that, let's dive into the Thursday night football game. Miami against Cincinnati. Tua's injury does not affect the boom or bust status of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is still okay with any quarterback and I believe in that but Jalen Waddle is starting to concern me a little bit I'm still running back committee it's a toss-up every week uh Tyree Kill right now receiver number three I think uh you know obviously Tua being out could affect something but maybe more for Jalen Waddle than Tyreek Hill I think Tyreek is just consistently gonna gonna give you those numbers he had uh one bad week against Buffalo dropping five but uh, first week he went for 18, and then Baltimore for 42, and then this past week against Cincinnati, 25.9. Yeah, so he he's still there. He'll be a good option. Still running back committee, but Raheem Mostert seemed to get the work mostly. Um, the question I'm going to answer right now, was Jamar Chase picked too early if you could get T. Higgins at a discount? And I'm going to go out here, and I'm going to say yes. I, I would have to agree with that. I had T. Higgins on my team last year, just very consistent with uh, – always have pretty like the consistent like in between 12 and 15 and then your occasional like just big boom game yeah i think t higgins and jamar chase though have a great game against baltimore baltimore secondary has really been struggling this year uh mixon hit his projection this week that is good the Bengals are officially back they're not in the super bowl hangover the rams are and we gotta dive into the rams soon uh, but joe mixon should finish as the rb1 really solid player uh, I like Joe Burrow too. Kind of started off uh, a little cold the first week with the with a bunch of interceptions, but uh, he right he is at uh, quarterback number eight right now, and I think uh, fantasy owners of him should uh, should be optimistic about the future. Yeah, heading to our first London game of the year, might be time to label Dalvin Cook as a bust. Alexander Madison stole his touchdown. 
it's just Dalvin Cook's risky for me. I'm not a big fan of him right now. Jay Jett has had his revenge game. Great game. Thielen is not touchdown dependent. He proved me wrong. I believe I said that in episode three that Thielen was touchdown dependent. He's not. He's doing really well. I kind of like that offense going to a favorable matchup against Chicago. Um, Kamara would have seen a great workload, but that injury is killing him. I don't like him personally, but you know he'll might, he may be back this week. We'll see. Alave is a must start, and so is MT, and they have a favorable matchup this week going against the Seattle Seahawks, who allowed 45 points to the Detroit Lions. Cleveland and Atlanta, uh, first 1 o'clock game of the game, uh, game of the episode. I went to that game. Awesome. Go Birds, baby. Rise up. Uh, David Njoku is starting to be a reliable, fancy tight end, probably in a 12-person league. Get him in your lineup. Nick Chubb has the potential to finish as the RB1. I love him. Getting 20-plus carries a game. Runs hard. Breaks every tackle. Great player. Uh, the next player on the Browns I want to talk about is Amari Cooper. Um I do not see much optimism around him. Uh, he got locked by the Falcons defense, given AJ Terrell is a very good corner, but uh, I don't really see him with high projections going into the future. I just don't think that uh, Jacoby Brissett is a good enough quarterback, and uh, I would not trust Amari Cooper in my starting lineup. Yeah, if he's if he gets locked up by the Falcons, he's going to get locked up by the Chargers, that's for sure. Falcons not to pass that much this game because the run game was elite, and they were actually holding on to the lead, which is really good. Caleb Huntley is potential waiver wire pickup. Pitts is starting to be concerned, and Drake London has bus game. I'm not worried. The Falcons are going to have to pass this ball this week, considering they're playing the number one rushing defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Drake London will get back to his game. Patterson is on the IR, so either you pick up Caleb Hunley or Tyler Algier. Commanders and Cowboys, really bad game for the Commanders, and the Commanders are a bad team with too many guys in starting lineups. I don't like Antonio Gibson. Please trade him away now. Can't watch that. Curtis Samuel should be in your lineup. Again, what I said the past few weeks, Terry McLaurin obviously is going to have his big play, and he did not have that this game, so that just shows why he's not a good fantasy football player. Logan Thomas has the potential to somewhat hit your lineup. Jahan Dotson scoring touchdowns every week, but I still don't like the three, three receptions for 43 yards against a defense where Jahan Dotson should have done much better. They were losing. They just can't pass the ball. Offensive line is terrible, but got to credit to Dallas. They're a good defense. CeeDee Lamb is starting to play at his ADP as of right now. Zeke is playable, but I'm not feeling him right now. Definitely is an RB2. If he's an RB1, you got to make some moves to work on that. Disappointed Schultz didn't catch a pass despite three targets. Um, I did not start Tony Pollard. Um, do not start him right now unless you're on a bye week. But you know what? Bye weeks aren't this week. They're next week. Seahawks and Lions, great game from Rashad Penny, but he had a very favorable matchup going against the defense that scores the 32nd most points. But is this a startup for Rashad Penny? Will he have a breakout from now on? I don't think so. Everyone had a favorable matchup in this line in this game this week. Um going off uh running backs in this game, I want to talk about Jamal Williams. I think he had an excellent week last week. And uh, with DeAndre Swift being out, definitely he will get more production. But uh, when DeAndre Swift comes back, I think that will be uh, will be a toss-up, kind of like how uh, Zeke and Pollard are right now. That may be what we see with uh, Swift and Williams. Yeah, I really like Williams' goal line work, and that offense is very solid to where you almost want him in. I only want Hawkinson in lineups because the tight end position is so low, and this was due to their first three receivers being out. Uh, those first receivers in include Jamison Williams, so Among Us was out, DJ Chark was out, and Jamison Williams was out. 
Jared Goff is QB5 right now, and he could eclipse your lineup if you really need him, and he is my top waiver wire pickup of the week. I would start Josh Reynolds if Among Us and Chark don't play next week, but if Among Us is out, I would definitely play DJ Chark. Considering they got a pretty decent matchup against New England, I would check the weather before that game. Titans and Colts, Derrick Henry got the volume I expected and is now getting the receiving work, but he's the only person I would start on that team as of right now. Traylon Burks got hurt. Don't really like that passing game. Tannehill is not a good quarterback. Shouldn't even be on teams. Jonathan Taylor potentially has a high ankle sprain and could be out multiple weeks, which should put Naheem Lines in your lineup. I doubt uh, he could play. I don't see Jonathan Taylor playing Thursday night game on the road at Denver. I just don't see it. There is a chance uh, that he may play, but if he were to play, he would probably get very limited reps, um, which can, which will for sure hurt fantasy owners of him. So uh, that is someone, if big superstar you want to trade, I think Jonathan Taylor is one of the main ones. Yeah, I think you could also get him at a discount right now potentially, but if you could trade him for a good haul, I would do it. Pittman had an off game, but he's still a talented receiver going forward. Really tough to watch the Colts play, though, fantasy-wise throughout the rest of the season. Bears and Giants, I really don't want to talk about this game. Can't talk about these teams. I'm always starting the defense that is playing the Chicago Bears, and I am playing the running back one from both teams, a.k.a. Saquon Barkley and David Montgomery or Khalil Herbert. On the Bears, I am just... I can't even explain how disappointed I am in Darnell Moody. I mean, he was... A big talk at the beginning of the season, you know, just a great route runner, and there was so much hope around him. Justin Fields with the bounce back year, but I mean, it has just been the opposite of that so far. Yeah, it's crazy how this team got worse in Chicago. They have a matchup against Minnesota, who is one of my defenses to pick up this week. Jaguars and the Eagles, it was the Jamal Agnew show in Philadelphia, but the running backs were not there. Still starting James Robinson against the defense that allowed 35 points to Austin Eckler, a.k.a. the Houston Texans. Christian Kirk had two catches but on nine targets and should still be in your lineups. Uh, did Zay Jones even play? He did not. I, I looked, said that. Um, that affected him. He's still a sleeper right now, but uh, really risky flex. Devontae Smith disappeared, and I'm not surprised that his workload decreased. A.J. Brown is clearly the wide receiver one in that offense, and his four is starting to look like about 14 points every week. Miles Sanders had a very talented week, and I believe that he should be in your lineup going forward. But I'm still concerned about the running back stealing touches, a.k.a. Kenneth Gainwell and uh, Boston Scott, I think, if he's still playing, and stealing touchdowns from them. Uh, Philadelphia has a pretty favorable matchup passing-wise this week against Arizona, so Devontae Smith should definitely eclipse your lineup. How about them Eagles, though? I mean, Jalen Hurts, is he looks elite right now. And I think uh, the Eagles, I mean, they got a lot going for them, defense and offense, and uh as we've seen, they have a ton of weapons, even with Devontae Smith kind of having a very off game this past week. I mean, it's not like he's left. He's still there. Yeah. Um, heading into the Jets and Steelers game, Brees Hall has officially received the RB1 role and is the RB to start moving forward. And I'm surprised he got the running back role this early. I said it last week that he should be in your lineup for week four, and he got that role in week three. And I thought it was very early in the season. Michael Carter's just starting to uh, disintegrate away. Still starting Tyler Conklin every week. Uh, my question for you is, do you think Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore's roles decrease due to Zach Wilson coming back or increase to Zach Wilson coming back? I, th- I think they will increase. I think Zach Wilson has the ability to sling it when he can. Um, you know, Elijah Moore is another receiver that I feel like was talked about that would have a great year. Uh, but with Wilson getting hurt earlier, uh, that 
probably decreased his stock. Uh, I think Garrett Wilson, though, is a young star in the making. And if uh, Zach Wilson just finds that chemistry with with Wilson, I think that they could be a, a dangerous duo in the future. Yeah, I think Elijah Moore is the wide receiver to start if you had to end up picking those guys. And they'll also be competing in games now, so I think they'll run the ball a little bit more cause, um, just because they'll be up a ton. Pick up George Pickens right now. He is Kenny Pickett's favorite target. I think Najee's stock drops due to Pickett's rushing ability, so he is on my panic button. First person to be on the button this year and is now my trade now subject. If you traded for him, good job. Traded a him away Good job, because he's just starting to concern me. I can't believe this guy's in his second year in the NFL. Going back on to Pickens, though, first 100-yard receiving game as a rookie, week four, which is, uh, that's not too bad. Uh, he put up 16.2 points in PPR leagues, and uh, I think, as you said, Kenny Pickett for sure did show that uh, his, favorite tar his favorite target is George Pickens. Yeah, and this is around when Justin Jefferson broke out a couple years ago, around, around week three, week four, so that could potentially be one to hold on to your bench. Bills and Ravens, Josh Allen is still QB1. Singletary could be an okay flex just because that offense is so talented. Stephon Diggs had a regression game, nothing to really work about. Um, don't like Gabe Davis anymore or Dawson Knox. Is J.K. Dobbins back? I'm going to say yes. And this is due to the offense being so explosive and him seeing goal line work. I think if you really need an RB2, you could put him in there and see what happens. Don't like any receivers, but I still like Mark Andrews. He must be in your lineup after a touch ma tough matchup against the Bills. Uh, so, Bach, you said that uh, Josh Allen is QB1, but I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with this one. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson. I think... I, he he is statistically ranked as QB1 in PPR leagues, as as he should, though. I think he just completely deserves it against a solid Bills defense. I think he did uh, very well. And uh, I just think, I mean, going into the future, like Lamar, Lamar is a guy. I would say between those two, personally, I think Lamar is QB1, but you really cannot go wrong with either one of them. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean... You can't argue who's who, but if you have both, they're, you're both perfectly fine. Lamar only has a mere uh, 3.6 more points than Lamar or Josh Allen, so yeah. not the biggest deal, but I like Lamar Jackson's matchup a lot more this week. Chargers and Texans, Austin Eckler revenge game, 35 points, has a very favorable matchup this week against Cleveland Browns, who just got eaten live by the Atlanta Falcons. He is RB3 right now, just behind Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb. Mike Williams had his boom game, which means he will bust next week with Keenan Allen coming back. Gerald Everett should be in your fantasy lineup. Keenan Allen is back, which regresses Williams' role, but makes this offense even better than it is. If you have Justin Herbert, I'll be livid right now in a good way because these guys are back. Damian Pierce should be in your lineup right now considering he was the only Texan with a carry, but my only concern is that they will be down a lot, so they won't be running as much as fantasy owners would like. Rex Burkett had a receiving touchdown, but Rex Burkett had five receiving targets for four, or five receptions, excuse me, for 40 yards, while Damian Pierce had six for eight yards, and Rex Burkett also had a touchdown. On that Texans offense, Brandon Cooks, I mean, Good receiver. It's just the Texans' offense is is not good at all. I I see Brandon Cooks with no more as flex potential this week. Although he does have a chance to uh, put up a couple big catches and then maybe a touchdown. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, argue against this. I like I really like Brandon Cooks's matchup this week going against Jacksonville. So I think he'll get it in the end zone. So I would put him in your lineup this week. But I'm not going out of my way to start him. 
Cardinals and Panthers, this game was terrible. The 4 o'clock games were absolutely atrocious this week. I couldn't handle it. Marquise Brown is a must-start in fantasy lineups. And as of right now, Kyler Murray can stay. But I am hitting the panic button on James Conner. This is deja vu from Kenyon Drake. I don't like it. Kyler Murray stole some rushing touchdown doing that stupid read option. Cliff Kingsbury always runs in the end zone. Scored a touchdown. I just hate that team so much. I hate the Cardinals. CMC, that is it. Try and trade DJ Moore. CMC's RB5. I love him right now. Congrats to him for staying healthy as of right now. Knock on wood. Because he's a very talented player on a very, very bad team. Patriots and Packers. Not going to talk much about this game. If you have to start one of the Patriots running backs, I would not be that concerned. But I am not crazy about them. Don't like any receiver. New England has a favorable matchup, though, this week against Detroit, who's the 31st-ranked run defense in fantasy. Alan Lazard is the wide receiver one, but with Romeo Dubs right behind him, who is one of my waiver wire pickups of the week, I still like both running backs this week, and for the future, I'm not that crazy about Aaron Rodgers. Probably more backup quarterback potential in fantasy right now. I think Aaron Rodgers did have a good game this past week, but uh, I agree with you fantasy-wise going forward. I don't know. I don't know how much uh, projectability I would I would give him. Yeah, he would have had probably seven more points there if Romeo Dubs caught that wide open touchdown in the end zone. Broncos and Raiders, like I said last week, if Russ did not have a big game this week, then he is done fantasy-wise. But he had a big week. So keep him in right now versus Indy on Thursday, even though he is limited. And we got to talk about Javante Williams' injury. This is probably, I would say, the first major injury of the year alongside with Cordero Patterson. Mike Boone outsnapped Melvin Gordon 9-7, but they just signed Latavius Murray from the Saints practice squad. I think Latavius Murray takes the RB1 role in the offense, but not this week because they're on a short week. About the Broncos, all I got to say, let Russ cook. I mean, <laughs> just finally had the big week that he needed. I think Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, two very, very good receivers in fantasy lineups. They are kind of uh, sharing targets as Judy had a nice touchdown last week, but uh, Cortland Sutton has probably proven himself to be the main wide receiver. I uh, I like the Broncos in the future, especially the receivers. Now that Javante Williams is out, that gives... Uh, a lot of projectability for those for those two guys. Yeah, it does. They'll probably be down a lot to so be throwing the ball. But again, like you said, I like Corlin Sun a lot more. Jerry Judy's a, Judy's a low-end wide receiver, too. Pretty solid flex option. Going back to the running backs, I think Latavius Murray will take the RB1 role in the offense because they do not trust Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon has five fumbles in his last five games. He was already fumbled four times this year, which has cost him multiple games. Stormed out of a press conference due to them asking him about the fumbles. And he's just, I think mentally he's done. I think he's done after this year. I he agree. has got a little neck injury going right now. If Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to keep scoring touchdowns, start him. He's RB4. I really like him playing Vegas this week on a Monday night in Kansas City. I personally don't like watching games in Kansas City, just my opinion. But he's a must start for right now. Travis Kelsey is winning leagues. Do you want to talk about this? Or you want me to talk about it? Um, so Travis Kelsey right now, tight end one, him and Mark Andrews, I think they're kind of in a league of their own when it comes to tight ends, but, uh, I would, uh, Travis Kelsey for sure, Mahomes number one target, uh, Juju Smith Schuster has done a little better than expected. And, uh, maybe, uh, in this week's, uh, matchup, I think, uh, he has a good chance. Good chance of going off. Yeah, one crazy stat I got about Travis Kelsey is right now, if he was a wide receiver, he would be wide receiver six. Wow. So basically, if you have Travis Kelsey in your lineup, 
your flex is basically your tight end. So for me right now, that's Drake London as my flex, which, or my tight end. So basically, if I have Drake London versus, let's pick, let's go Tyler Conklin. Obviously, Drake London is going to score more points, which is obviously a big positional advantage as it is already. So if you got Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, you are definitely making the playoffs unless you're 0-4. If you're 0-4, you've got to trade him because people love their tight ends. Godwin and Evans saw the same amount of targets, and Chris Godwin is back. Thankfully, I liked it. They both had 10 targets, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I like Chris Godwin this week. He's playing the Falcons. I just have a feeling he's going to score a touchdown, maybe place any time touchdown. That's not betting advice. I don't like Julio Russell Gage anymore or any tight end on this team. I love Mike Evans, though, coming off of his suspension because of Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, eight catches, 103 yards, and two touchdowns. Clearly Brady's favorite target, putting up putting up 30.3 uh, PPR fantasy points. He he really showed that that he still has that connection with Brady, and uh, for the future, Mike Evans Mike Evans will continue to do well. Yeah, and if Mike Evans had a good week, I think you know what that means for Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's gonna have a good week next week. Expect a big week from these receivers while they are playing the Falcons. Rams and 49ers. I am hitting the panic button on Matthew Stafford and Cam Akers. Obviously, I still like Cooper Cup. He's wide receiver one. And I like Tyler Higby because if they're going to be down behind games, they'll be throwing the ball a lot, which should help this team. I'm benching Cam Akers. I'm benching Darnell Henderson. Uh, who are they play this week? Really don't like their matchup against Dallas. It's going to be a tough one. It's just that offense. They're in the Super Bowl hangover, and they won the Super Bowl, which is crazy because the Bengals are not in one. 49ers, Debo him, Samuel, great game, great touchdown. Should have been a pick six. That cost William his week this week. It did. Terrible defense from the Rams. For some reason, they just don't play well against the 49ers. I'm expecting a uh, George Kittle breakout game soon. And as I said last week, Jeff Wilson is still a solid RB2 option. Going into my defenses this week. Obviously, I love Buffalo. I said, why not start him every week? Playing Pittsburgh, available in 2% of leagues. 49ers versus the Panthers, available in 11% of leagues. Miami versus Jets, available in 69% of leagues. Jacksonville versus Houston, available in 95% of leagues. Vikings versus Bears, my defense of the week, available in 79% of leagues. Broncos versus Indianapolis, available in 63% of leagues. Bucks versus Falcons, Bucks are available in 10% of leagues. Packers versus Giants, available in 3% of leagues. Just start them. Cowboys versus Rams, available in 12% of leagues. As we're into October, it's going to be starting very cold up in the top of the U.S. I would start to look at guys, if they're not playing indoors, what the weather looks like for these games. If it's going to be really cold, if it's going to be really bad, snow. It's not going to start snowing right now, but just start looking at the weather. That's what good fantasy players do. When their guys are on the road or playing outside, they look at the weather. Waiver wire pickups of the week. Jared Goff for the Lions. George Pickens for the Steelers. Latavius Murray for the Broncos. Tyler Algier for the Falcons. Caleb Huntley for the Falcons. Naheem Hines from the Colts. Romeo Dubs from the Packers. Robert Tanyan from the Packers as well. Brian Robinson from the Commanders as he's looking to come back this week, but I'm not starting him. Jameson Williams from the Lions should be back in a couple weeks. Very explosive offense. And Rashad White from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My two favorites on that list, I'm going to have to go with uh, George Pickens, my, my guy. And then also uh, Falcons running back, Tyler Algier. I really, I think he has a chance to be good in the future with Cordell Patterson on the IR being out for four weeks now. And I know your birds, you're going to want to see some production out of him. Yeah, I don't like his matchup though this week, so I wouldn't put in him in your lineup yet. 
That's all we got today. Thank you, William Proof, for coming out. It was a great time. As always, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. means a lot. Again, if you haven't, follow our Instagram or Twitter at BachFantasyTalk. And we're in for a good one next week. Enjoy the weekend, week five. Hopefully your team wins. And, you know, hopefully if you're not on the win column yet, you get a win. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.